In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, all growing up uh, throughout my early years, uh, my family and I would, would, every December, we would go up to Wisconsin to just across the border where there was a, a Christmas tree farm. And it was our holiday tradition that we would go up to this farm, cut down a tree, uh, sling it onto the back of the minivan, uh, drink gallons of hot chocolate, uh, go to Cracker Barrel, which for some reason was like the greatest place on earth as a kid, and uh, then we'd come home. And it was just one of those family traditions uh, that I love and, and cherish. And when I still get the opportunity to do it, I, I love it. Uh, but for all those years that we have done that, there's, there's one year for me that, that kind of sticks out in my mind. So this one particular weekend, we went up to cut our tree, and it was a very mild weekend. The temperatures were probably somewhere in the, the low 40s, and all the snow that had been on the ground had melted. It seemed like it had probably rained, which meant that this Christmas tree farm was completely mud. The gravel parking lots were mud, the paths were mud, the fields where the trees were, all of it was mud. But when you're a kid, this is like the greatest thing in the world, right? It doesn't stop you or slow you down. And so we had an, uh, an awesome time. We, we went out in the fields to find that perfect tree. And there's someone in my family who will go nameless who always has to find like, not just a good tree, but the perfect tree. You know, one that fits in with your family and uh, has all the characteristics that make a good tree, whatever those are. And so somewhere along the way, my brothers and I, we would need to have a little fun with this. And so one of the games that we would play is hide and go seek. Usually my brothers and I, we would go hide and my, my dad would, would search us out, and when we'd find each other, there'd be snowballs thrown. It was fun. And, and in this particular year, I was determined that no one was going to find me. I was going to go out into the fields. I was going to run as far as I could and hide behind some tree, and no one was going to find me. And so there I was. I was running through these fields, trees amazing everywhere, and, and, and I took a step, and my boot just sunk into the mud. And you can probably even hear that sound that it makes, that and there it went. And I, I wiggled my foot at first. At first it was just frustrating, you know, because I had a, a spot to get to. I, I needed to hide, and it was frustrating. And so I, I twisted, and I, I turned, and I did my best to jiggle myself loose uh, from being stuck in the mud, but I, but I couldn't. And, and pretty soon that frustration turned into this moment of panic, or in my 10-year-old mind, I thought, I can't see my parents. I, I don't even hear their voices anymore. I'm out here in this field. I'm going to die out here. I'm going to starve. Where am I going to get food? And so I twist and I turn a little bit more, but I'm, I'm not getting free. And, and I realized that I could take my, my foot out of the boot, but then I'd be hopping around on one leg and I'd probably just get stuck again. So there was this, this moment of just panic and fear and, and hopelessness and isolation as I was out there, uh, completely stuck. I think that today, many of us, even this Easter Sunday, in one way or another, are stuck. Uh, not in the mud. Uh, but there is something in our lives in which we are stuck. And even this Easter Sunday, with, with the smiles on our faces, because that's what everyone expects to see from us on this happy, joyous day, and in our Easter dresses, with our, our, our bright, colorful new ties, we, we, we look on the outside like everything is, is put together, but inside, uh, there are many of us here today who are stuck. And for some of us, uh, it is that we are stuck in our grief, uh, that we have lost someone that we love dearly, and weeks, and months, maybe even years have gone by, and we're still stuck. We've tried to shake, and twist, and turn our way out of it, but it just not that easy. The, the darkness and the sadness and the tears are still there and, and they're not going anywhere. We're, 
we're stuck. Uh, for others of us, we, we feel stuck at maybe some other sort of loss. The loss of a relationship, a friendship, maybe even a marriage that has dissolved. And all of the hurt and the rejection that comes with that, it doesn't just go away like that. We are stuck in it, in the mess, in the, in the mud of all that. And we look out before us and there is this vast field of mud and we see no way, no way out. For others of us, we are stuck maybe in a cycle of, of abuse or addiction. For others of us, we are, we are stuck in a dead-end, meaningless job that brings us no joy, and we don't see how we're going to get out of that either. And for others of us, uh, we are stuck keeping up with the Joneses and all the, the trappings of modern suburbia, and we have told ourselves that we weren't going to play that game, but here we are, stuck with the bills and the credit cards and the mortgages and all of it. We, we are stuck. We are stuck in many different ways, but the truth is what the Christian scriptures teach us, what God's word says, is that all of us are stuck in our sin. We are stuck in the lies and the jealousy, the self-centered thoughts that we have, in the lust and the wandering eyes, in the anger and the hatred that comes out of our mouths out of nowhere, and we are stuck in it. And, and every once in a while, though, we, we do get this idea that we have freed ourselves from it, that we've somehow shaken ourselves free, like a, a, a day goes by and we're like, okay, things are going pretty good. I'm not, I'm not stuck anymore. I'm, I'm over that. And then out of nowhere, we, we say this lie to get ourselves out of a, a situation. And it's like, where did that come from? We're at work. And, and all of a sudden, before we know it, we're, we're gossiping again. Or the anger just bursts out of us out of nowhere. And we are reminded that we are, are stuck to our sin. The, the Bible says that it clings to us. It's, it's always there with us. We can't outrun it. Uh, it, it's not shaken off by perfect church attendance or by how much money you put in the offering plate. It's not that easy that our, our, sin, our sin sticks to us. We are, we are stuck in it. And many of us, in a very real way, we sense this. We sense the sin outside of us, but also inside of us. We're stuck in it. Uh, but the good news for us today is that while we can't shake ourselves free, while we can't buy our way out of it, that Jesus has freed us from our sin. That he has lifted us up out of our messes, out of the mud and the brokenness and the stickiness of this world, that he has freed us from it. He has lifted us up so that we are no longer stuck to our sin, to the gossip and the lies and, and the jealousy, all of that. It no longer controls us. It no longer condemns us or, or points the accusing finger at us. But Jesus has freed us from our sin and now we are stuck to Christ. That was the message of our reading that we heard just a few minutes ago from the book of Colossians. Uh, the Apostle Paul, who was a, a first century pastor and missionary and church planner who wrote so much of the New Testament, and he wrote that passage in Colossians, he put it this way. He said that now you and I as, as Christian people are hidden with Christ. That is his way of saying that now you are stuck to Jesus. Jesus isn't letting go. You are hidden with him. You are wrapped up in Christ. You are stuck to him. Now, I know that sounds a little funny, right? <laughs> Maybe there are some weird images in your mind of you and Jesus uh, stuck together. So let me explain what Paul means when he writes this, when he says that you are hidden with Christ, when you are stuck to him. And the first thing that it means is, is that because you are stuck to Jesus, you have died to sin. That when Jesus died on Good Friday with all of your sin upon his shoulders, when he became sin for you, and when he was put to death and put in the grave, because you are stuck to him, your sin died. 
It's powerless now. It doesn't write the ending of your story. It doesn't point that accusing and condemning uh, finger at you. That, that, that you have died to sin. You have been freed from sin. God has lifted you up out of that mess. That's the first thing it means. The second thing that it means on this Easter Sunday is that because Jesus lives and because you are stuck to Jesus, because you are hidden with him, you now live. That's what we're celebrating today, that Jesus died, he was put in the grave, and yet he rose up. He conquered all of that. He conquered death. The most powerful enemy in our world was defeated that he rose up to live with God the Father for all eternity. And because you are hidden with him, because you are stuck to Jesus, you live too with the Father. You will live for all eternity because you are hidden with Christ, because you are wrapped up in him. You are stuck to your Savior. Uh, Here's another way uh, of thinking about it. Uh, Think back, if you can, to when you were a child. Or maybe think about it if you have kids of your own. Think about your own children. But, but I would guess that for most of us as children, there was some time in our life where we were sleeping in our beds and we woke up from some terrible nightmare, some bad dream, or maybe we thought we saw a monster in the closet or underneath the bed. And so we got up out of bed and we ran down the hallway and without even knocking, we jumped into mom and dad's room. We didn't even ask. We, we, we dove underneath the covers and, and hid there with mom and dad because we wanted to be near them. We wanted to be wrapped in their loving arms with all of the peace and the hope and the comfort and the security and the strength that came from being hidden with them right there next to them. Brothers and sisters, that's how it is with us and our Savior. Everything that Jesus has is now yours because you are hidden with him. Everything that he did was all for you. He has stuck himself to you. His comfort and his love and and his hope and his mercy is all yours now. You know, we live in a sticky, messy, broken, sinful world. And it is so easy to get stuck in our grief and our loss and our sin which consumes us. Today we remember that Jesus has freed us. He has lifted us up and he has attached himself to us. We are hidden with him for all eternity. If you didn't catch it already, we've, we've done this a couple times in our service already. Uh, and Christian churches across the world do it. Uh, there's this back and forth where the pastor will say, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And the congregation will respond by saying, He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Yeah, and we've done that a couple times already, and we're going to keep doing it a couple more times. And the next time we say that, the next time you picture Jesus risen and on high, don't just picture Jesus, but picture yourself there with him, his arms wrapped around you, for you are stuck to him. You have been hidden with Christ, and his life is now yours, his resurrection is now for you. In Jesus' name.